the world's favorite tax collector who became a follower of Jesus. Join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through 28 days of Matthew. I either believe that, that we were created by a God who loves us, that, that all of creation was created so that we could enjoy this creation as much as we can. Uh, you either look at the glass half, uh, half, uh, you know, half empty or, you know, what it is. You, you, you look at the glass that it's just almost full, right? Or you, you look at the glass that it's almost empty. Uh, you either look at life with joy and love and peace uh, and resurrection in your heart, or, or you look through life that it's cold and heartless and cruel and there is no life after death and there is no purpose to life and there is no joy in life. And the, the, the beauty that we see around us is just some sort of random accident and it wasn't created for our enjoyment. Uh, I choose to believe um, that Jesus created everything, that the beauty that we have isn't just some random accident, but that it is. there's an objective beauty in the world, there's an objective joy in the world, that grace and love and peace and harmony and all the things that, that fill my soul were created by God for me. Uh, I, I look at the world that way, and so the resurrection fits very well with that worldview. I... Um, I'm always saddened by people that say, I just can't believe that there's a God. I can't believe there's a resurrection. I can't believe that Jesus was the son of God. Um, and I just, uh, you know, I mean, that's their right. And I have, uh, you know, I don't want to ever tell them that they're wrong and what their belief is. I mean, I believe that they're wrong, but it's their belief. But uh, I just, I'm deeply saddened because um, there's no possibility in life if there's no resurrection, right? There's no... There's no greater power to, to hold on to when, the, when times get tough in life. The resurrection changes everything. That's what Paul says, right? The, if without the resurrection, Christianity is, is just another of one, many thousands of religions that have ever come on the scene. But because of the resurrection of Jesus, Christianity has proof that Jesus is Lord, that there is life after death. The Sadducees were wrong, right? That there is joy, there's objective truth, there's grace, there's peace, there's love, there's happiness. I mean, this resurrection changes everything uh, for which I'm so eternally grateful. Um, the guards didn't get it. They go to the Sadducees, the chief priests, and they tell them what happened. Of course, they're freaked out. There's no way that there can be a resur resurrection. The Sadducees don't believe in a resurrection. But the guards told them, you're wrong. His body's gone, so they devise a plan. And the plan is just to say, oh, the disciples stole the body. Let's, uh, let's go to the disciples' house and see if we can find the body. They won't find it because it's not there. All right, so then we go on. Then the 11 disciples, oops. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him. Of course they worshiped him. But some doubted, of course. When Jesus, then Jesus came and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So this is, this is what Jesus came for, right? He came to show that his teachings were true. Uh, he came to show that life uh, has power over death, that he has power over death. He came to show that 
uh, there's healing in this world, that there's joy in this world, there's love in this world, there's peace and harmony and God's presence in this world. Um, and that joy, the joy of the resurrection, the joy of being Christians, which means little Jesuses, right? That joy uh, is ours today because we're in the kingdom. Uh, he, is, he is risen and he's bought and purchased us. All of the imperfections in our life, all the sins in our life are washed away. And now we can be children of the king living with him forever, starting today. Uh, but we have a mission. We have a calling from Jesus. And it's right here. The 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus told them to go. And there they saw him and they worshiped him. And Jesus came to them and gave these very, very, very important words. He said, all authority, because of the power of the resurrection, all authority on heaven and earth has now been given to Jesus. The one in charge is the one on the throne. The one in charge is the one in charge of the kingdom. And we are, we are in that kingdom because of his resurrection. We're in that kingdom and we worship a living God. And we want to fall down and worship him also. But he says, no, even though authority has been given to me, I give authority now to you. And this is what I want you to do. He says, go and make disciples of all nations. Go take everything that I showed you in this time that we were together. From the time that I called you, Peter and James and John, out fishing on the lake, from the time that you walked with me throughout all of this area in Galilee, uh, in Judea and Samaria, at the ends of the world, wherever it is that we walked and I taught and I showed you the power of God uh, that lives within inside you. Uh, we healed people. Uh, we taught people. I sent you out two by two and you healed people and taught people. You saw the, the resurrection of Lazarus, all this thing. I showed you, but it is not to remain with you. You are now to go and spread this message, this discipleship, this following of me to all the world. Um, that is why I've called you as my own. That's why you're in the kingdom. That's the charge of the king. Uh, it's not to do anything else uh, except to spread God's love to the world around you. And that's what he's called us to do. Uh, now, some of us may be professionals. Some of us may be uh, moms. Some of us may be dads. Some of us may be in schools. Uh, wherever it is that God has called you in your profession or whatever he's doing, you have another calling on top of that. And that calling is to go and make disciples. Uh, some have said that this uh, verb go actually could be translated as you go, you can make disciples. So as you're living in the world, as you're a teacher, as you're a professional, as you're a mom or as a dad or whatever, this discipleship just naturally follows you as you go around. You live a life uh, following Jesus. People see the joy that lives inside of you and they ask, where does that joy come from? And you say, well, let me tell you where that joy comes from. It comes from the risen Jesus because on Easter Sunday, he was risen indeed. Hallelujah. And this is how I live my life. This is what I grab a hold to when times get tough. This is what fills me with the greatest joy of all time. And let me tell you about Jesus and let me tell you about my joy and let me tell you about the resurrection and let me tell you about the story about this guy who was born in Bethlehem and then he called his disciples and then he did all these things. The whole story is contained in the book of Matthew. 
Yes, there's other gospels. Yes, there's epistles. Yes, there's the Old Testament. But the story of Jesus is contained in the book of Matthew. And we've seen the story. And now we see how it ends. That Jesus is risen. He's risen indeed. Hallelujah. The authority has been given to me. So go and make disciples. Um, here at Christ Lutheran Vale Church, our mission statement is to go make loving disciples. So we're following the great commission of Jesus. We are making disciples. We're uh, In our vernacular, how we talk about this is that the seed is planted. And then we cultivate that seed until it sprouts and comes out of the ground. And we surround that sprout with Christians that help support with the stories of Jesus and how to live with tragedy in your life and how to love and how to live your life. And we, we help that sprout go straight and strong and get a root system. And then at some point, uh, we back away and the sprout is strong enough to live on its own and it, to grow the root system on its own. And all of us continue to grow our roots from the day that sprout pulls out of the ground until the day Jesus calls us home. We're called to get deep and strong. Deep and strong roots can fight the battles and the storms of life. I was hiking in Sienega Creek with my kids once right after a major flood that happened. Uh, and you could see the floodwaters and how high it was, but there were some oak trees that were still standing. Uh, you can go after a hurricane or an earthquake and you can see trees. Trees with solid roots still stand even after the hurricanes and the storm. Um, that is the joy of Jesus working in every single one of us. That no matter what the storm is of life, Jesus is there with us. And we bear fruit, right? We... Uh, we grow strong and big and we bear fruit to the world around us so that tr birds come and nest in our branches and people can eat of the fruit of Jesus that is born through our lives. Um, that is our depiction of what a disciple is. But it's not just that, it's a loving disciple. It's a disciple who follows the words of Jesus to love God and love your neighbor. My favorite story of this is the Good Samaritan. This... Um, Man was beaten and robbed on the road to Samaria, uh, and the priest saw him and moved to the other side. The rabbi saw him and moved to the other side, and it was a Samaritan, somebody that was even of a different race. He was an outsider to the Samaritan, and the Samaritan picked up the man, put him on his house, on his horse, took him to the inn, gave the innkeeper money, and said, take care of this man. Uh, that's what we're called to do as Christians at Christ Lutheran Vale Church. We're called to look at all the beaten and robbed and hurting people of the world and pick them up and carry them gently to a place where they can be healed. That is what a loving disciple is. And that's what we've been called to do. So Jesus gives us this command, go and make disciples of all nations. How do we do that? By baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Baptism is a key point of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. That baptism seals us in the kingdom. And we baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the triune God. We saw that uh, at the transfiguration of Jesus, right? You have, or at the baptism of Jesus. You have the Spirit descending on Jesus like a dove. You have Jesus and you have the beloved Father in heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So the the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit exist all throughout. And if you look at all of Scripture, uh, it exists all throughout Scripture. But we get baptized into that name, into the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That triune God uh, is the one that we are baptized in. And that seals us into the kingdom. 
And once we're in the kingdom, we have all rights and privileges from the king, right? We have power of the spirit that leads us in our life, helps us fight the battles. Yes, Jesus has won the war, but the spirit helps us fight the battles, the big battles, the small battles, all the battles in life, the spirit is there. And that power is there. And, and the fact that we are not shamed because we are in the kingdom, right? We are, we are children of the king. It doesn't matter what the world says about us, right? I always tell people when I'm doing a marriage, you know, you can come home at the end of the day and you could have had the best day in the world. But if your spouse doesn't believe in you at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the world believes in you because your spouse is so important to you. And the flip side is that you could have had the worst day in the world. You could have, you could have the boss call you in and rip you over one side and down the other because of something that you did. And you come home dejected uh, and poor in spirit. And your spouse, if your spouse gives you a hug and says, honey, I don't care, I love you, um, then it doesn't matter what the world thinks about you. That's how important a spouse is in your life. Well, the same thing is true with the kingdom. What does it matter what the world says about you if you're worthless? Uh, or, or whatever the world might say about you. You're a child of the king. You're a child of the creator of the universe and he loves you and he cares for you uh, and he gives you all the power and the rights and the privileges of being in the kingdom, including power, including innocence, including honor. All of that is, is yours because of the resurrection of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in you baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them. The word here is obey. I like to use the word observe or follow everything I've commanded you. So part of what we are supposed to do is to go and baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teach them what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? We have this great example of Jesus in Matthew about the teachings that he taught. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, rise and walk. Uh, you, your faith has healed you. All the things that Jesus did in Matthew, he told us now to tell that to the world around us. And so we do. We baptize people and we teach people about this. Uh, it's, a, it's a great joy and an honor and a privilege to do that. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is with us forever. He's the king on the throne and we are his precious children. And we worship a risen God. Today is our Easter. Today is the day we celebrate the empty tomb. Today is the day we celebrate that Holy Spirit life in us. And there's no greater way to end this love story, this love story about a God who put into plan at the creation of the universe a plan to bring Jesus into this world to show us how to live and to show us that he has power over death. There's no greater way to end this love story than this, to say that Jesus rose again and that he lives inside of us and he's given us a mission to follow and it's the greatest mission. It fills our soul. It connects with us deeply. So that is today, our Easter Sunday. Today we celebrate the empty tomb, that Jesus is no longer in the tomb. He sits with God in the throne. So uh, he is God on the throne, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, triune God. So uh, that is gonna end our time together. I know it's short today, 
but I want the resurrection of Jesus to resonate with you all day. I want you to, as you hear all the horrible news on the world uh, about how the coronavirus is taking over, we're not sure how we're going to get out of this, and, and these murder wasps that have come over from Asia, or whatever it is that is filling you down uh, on the news, turn off the news. Go outside, listen to the birds, celebrate the creation that God gave you, uh, and celebrate the God of creation who shows that death is not the end. Join me in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for raising from the dead. Thank you for calling us into your kingdom. Uh, thank you for the angels that celebrated your resurrection. Thank you for the Marys that saw your resurrection. Thank you for the disciples that took your great commission uh, and didn't just sit on their haunches, but spread your gospel and your story to the world that came to us even yet today. Help us to live as resurrection people uh, in the midst of this tragedy, Lord. Uh, fill us with your joy and your peace and your love and your hope and your resurrection spirit. Uh, because you are the king on the throne, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. All right, folks, that's it. Um, we are going to get together on Monday at 8 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be a surprise as to what we're doing. Uh, it'll be a surprise to me, too. <laughs> no, I know what we're doing. So anyway, but you don't want to miss it. And may God richly bless your day today, and we will see you on Monday. God's bless.